Bad World! Your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every single day, free on all platforms, five days a week. The only daily trailblazers podcast. Start your day listening to Locked on Blazers, making your first listen every day. It's Locked on Blazers, your first, your team every day. Also your first listen as well. Fun show for you today. The Blazers win on Friday night, 125-111. Shane Sharp makes his first career start and um, made it worth watching. Incredibly fun, incredibly promising play from the rookie. We're going to talk about him a bunch in today's episode. I want to talk about Yusuf Nurkic, who had a monster game. Talk about Anthony Simons, who got red hot. and, And Josh Hart, who now finds himself in the concussion protocols Let's do what we do first. It's time for the fastest recap in the West. Blazers win this game 125-111. They led by 9, 32-23 after 1. And there was a big old advantage on the inside for the Blazers. Their centers, Drew Eubanks and Yusuf Nurkic, combined in the first quarter to go 8-for-8 and score 16 points. It was going to be the theme of the night. The Rockets had no answers inside. Blazers led by 11 at the break, thanks to a 17-point second quarter from Anthony Simons, in which he hit five three-pointers. Ant got red hot. Uh, he can get hotter than most, and the and the Blazers rode him to a double-digit halftime lead. Uh, Rockets hung around in the third quarter. It was a single-digit game halfway through this quarter, but the Blazers closed strong, led by 14, 96, 82 after three. And the Rockets again pulled with an eight at the five-minute mark. Would not go away in the fourth quarter, but Portland shut the door late thanks to some big use of Nurkish moments and Anthony Simons closing down the stretch, and they win 125-111. Nurk, best game of the season, easily. We'll talk about him in today's show. 27 points. Points, five boards, 12 of 17 from the floor. Rockets had no answer for him, and, Rock- and Nurk made sure the Rockets knew it. Amphrey Simons had 30, hit seven three pointers all in the first half. Whew, was he good. Shaden Sharp, first career start. We're going to talk a lot about Shaden today. Finished with 14. Jeremy Grant had 15, 5, and 4 assists. Drew Eubanks had 10 off the bench uh, after a really hot start. Justice Winslow, 7 points, 7 assists, 3 steals. Justice Winslow doing what he does. Rockets, 6 players in double figures, led by Eric Gordon, who had 18. The elder statesman of the Rockets hit 4 three-pointers and dished out 5 assists. Jabari Smith had 12, Jalen Green 11, Kevin Porter Jr. 16, 4, and 3 steals for the Rockets. That's your fastest recap in the West. Shane Sharp makes his first start in this one. Uh, Damian Lord missed the game. Uh, he's 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 dealing with that right calf injury. He's going to be reevaluated in one to two weeks. Um, I would say that that's either one week or 100% as long two weeks. So hopefully it's a one-week timeline. Uh, but... Chauncey Billups at shoot-around told Shaden, told the rookie, a a teenager, you're going to be the guy. We're going to go with you. And all Shaden Sharp did was look like he was totally ready for this performance or for this night. And that's why he's my impressive performance of the night. That don't impress me much. Look, Shania Twain's not impressed with what Shaden Sharp did at 19. Shania Twain doesn't care. Shania Twain says, you know, 14 on 7 of 12... Just, you know, two assists and a rebound, whatever. Shania, maybe you didn't see the dunks. <laughs> maybe you didn't see how special this kid is. Uh, you know, his first jumper for Shaden Sharp, his first bucket for Shaden Sharp is just a little mid-range pull-up jumper. That, in some ways, is, like, more important than the dunks. Um, the dunks are so fun. He dunked four times in this game, one early on a fast break, and then two in the second quarter, one on a great cut. Jeremy Grant's got the ball on the on the left block. Uh, Shaden Sharp's in the opposite wing. He cuts just a... Hard, direct cut to the middle of the paint. 
Jeremy Grant finds him, and Shaden Sharp jumps like no, like so few in the league can. Um, there's a lot of great leapers in the NBA. Like it's 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 a league full of great athletes, but many of them need a little bit of runway. Shaden Sharp does it in a freaking elevator. Like he does it in a phone booth. You don't. He doesn't need much space. He just rises up one step, and he's looking down at the rim. Like he cocks back a right-handed punch dunk, and it's like he's. he's He's above the rim. He's at he's at 11 feet with his eyes down at the rim as he dunks. Like his hand is probably 12 and a half feet in the air. You just don't see dudes do that. Like he is so 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 special and so fun. And I can't believe Shania Twain's not impressed with it because I thought it was incredibly impressive. On the next possession, Rockets go down. Uh, they're trying to swing the ball in the half court. Blazers playing aggressive or like connected defense. And on a kickout, somebody drives baseline. They try to kick it out to Dacian Nix, and it goes into the backcourt. And Nix is kind of running after it, but then Keon Keon Johnson sees a chance to chase down a loose ball, turns on the afterburners. Keon's about as fast as they get in the league. Uh, Keon is a great athlete, and he's dwarfed by Shaden Sharp, right? Um, Keon is like a, in that special top 5% athletes in the NBA, and, and Shane Sharp makes him look not normal, but like... Le- much less remarkable than he once was. But Keon Johnson shot out of a cannon, chases down a loose ball right at the baseline. He kind of jumps in the air looking for someone to save it to. And as he turns around, he realizes, oh, Shane Sharp's going to bail me out on this one. Throws a soft little lob right above the rim. Shane Sharp grabs it, dunks it with two hands, comes down. He screams. The bench goes nuts. And this is the really fun part of this game. The bench goes nuts. True Eubanks is pretending he had a heart attack. Um, Nazir Little is screaming and grabbing and doing the hold me back, everyone. Uh, Damian Lord is like, has become a full on fan. He is, he is uh, knees bent, arms out, screaming, smiling, eyes beaming. Like Shaden Sharp turned his teammates and his coworkers into fans in that moment. It's what Chauncey Billups called after the game must see TV. In fact, Chauncey said that in, after that sequence of the back to back dunks, that it was like, he wanted to run out on the court and give Shaden Sharp a chest bump. He wanted to, he was getting that hyped, that excited. Um, Sharp is just, as as Billup said, must see TV, but he is just he is just so special. And what I love about watching him is that what he's doing is he's so fluid and so smooth and so easy with it. Like the dunks are wild, right? And that's what you'll that's what you'll remember is that he's like. How many people can do this? But there's not like they're taking a lot of effort. It's not like he's, you know, at the end of at the very end of this game, Greg Brown ran down the court with under 10 seconds left and did a between the legs East Bay dunk with four seconds left that Chauncey Phillips got mad about. He asked Greg, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then he immediately apologized to Rockets coach Steven Silas. Like, sorry, he, you know, he's young. He doesn't know what he's doing. But like, that dunk takes a runway. That dunk takes a run out and a spe- like a fast break and a special thing to do. I'm not... Doing a between-the-legs dunk in an NBA game is nuts. Like, that's wild. Uh, very impressive from, from Greg Brown. But, like, it's not rising up off one step off a straight-line drive and jumping to 12 and a half feet in the air and cramming on someone. It is not, the, you know, it is not the effortless athleticism that, that Shaden Sharp is. It is not just, like, he has, it looks like he jumps and has time to think about what he's going to do. Um, okay, I'm, I'm above the rim. I guess I'll cock it back and dunk with the right hand this time. Like, it's just, he is, he is so impressive and it doesn't look like, it's not like he doesn't look like he's trying. It just doesn't look like what he's doing is this, like, the idea that he could do this seems simple to him. I think that's the biggest compliment I could give him. It it seems simple to him. Yeah, of course, of course. Why not? 
But Shaden Sharp remains, um, you know, he, he's a teenager and he's still learning to play this game and he's still, uh, he's still so, uh, somewhat of a mystery because he's so shy. So I want to talk a little bit about his personality, the person that he is, and like sort of getting to know the rookie in the second segment. Before I do that, however, I want to tell y'all about Bet Online. It's the fastest, sneeziest way to bet on all of your sports action. You want to bet on Shaden Sharp to win Rookie of the Year. Still juicy odds as I check this today. Still over over two thousand plus twenty five hundred for Shaden Sharp to win Rookie of the Year. That, that seems pretty good. Um, go win some money on Shaden Sharp, or at least, you know, go give away some money betting on your hopes. If you don't want to do that, you want to be maybe more serious, you could bet on uh, college football, pro football all weekend long. Every NBA game, you're going to find odds in action. The NHL's in full swing. We've still got a couple games left of the MLB season. Uh, you, you're still going to get the uh, final games of MLS playoffs. You're going to get soccer all over the globe. Whatever it is, you're going to find more of it on Bet Online. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. Let's talk about Shaden Sharp some more. This show's about Shaden Sharp. Like, we'll talk about some other stuff, but 14 on 7 of 12 shooting in his first career start plays 30 minutes. Incredibly fun highlights that you can't resist. Effortless, effortless, uh, just, just hops. Effortless getting into his shots. He had it's his first shots, a little pull up from from uh, the right elbow. His last shot is fading baseline in space. Like he knows he, he gets to the right. He gets to his right. They want to keep him out of the paint because he has four highlight dunks so far. He's cramming on fools and putting them on, I guess, gifts now. <laughs> Not posters. Nobody has posters. If you have a poster of Shaden Sharp, send me a picture of your poster, but nobody has posters. Putting them on, putting them on TikTok or whatever, like putting them on highlight reel. So they're they're walling him off to the paint, and he just slides smoothly to his right, takes a little fading pull-up cash, and it looks easy. He's so fluid and so clean and so smooth. Uh, a lot of 19-year-olds can shoot. A lot of 19-year-olds can dunk. The package that Shaden Sharp has to do this without any collegiate basketball experience, right? To do this with just him, him figuring it out. You know, like Chauncey Billups said that you know, after the game, reporters are asking him, like, how did you know he was going to be ahead of schedule? Because I think there was an idea that he was going to, it was, you were going to be patient with him. It was going to take a little while. And Chauncey was like, you know, uh, I didn't, I tried not to like read too much into the hype and just kind of like, I want to see him play. I was like, okay, maybe he's not ready. Maybe he won't be there, but let's get him out on the court and let's see him. So when he was there before training camp officially started playing, Chauncey Phillips has taken note and said, this dude can play. In training camp, again, okay, this dude can play. And then uh, reportedly, according to Jason Quick of The Athletic, that break between the, when the Blazers preseason ended and they had a week off before the actual regular season ended, Shaden Sharp just continued to improve. And it was like, yeah, this dude has to play. We have to find a way to get him on the floor. And Phillips had told reporters, maybe a week ago or maybe prior to the start of the regular season that Sharp was, um, you know, that that Joe Cronin had given him the go-ahead to redshirt Sharp the whole year. If he didn't want to play him, there was no mandate to get the rookie in the game. It was just like, you know what? It's up to you, coach. You can you can figure this out. Um, and Chauncey said he's too good not to play. And also Chauncey Billups believes this in a way that um, not every certainly not every coach does. Uh, see Thibodeau comma Tom. Uh, like, that the best way for young guys to learn is to play. It's, it's hard to get the seasoning you need in the league without being on the court. He wanted to throw Sharp in the fire. And if he wasn't ready, then you pull him and you figure out the rest of it. But if he is ready, 
let's and he's going to be this special let him let him let him be there let him let him get in there and have the have that um have that opportunity and be able to seize it i asked i asked billups i said like so are you just like the rest of us and he watched a bunch of youtube highlights of shane jarby goes nah i don't watch that youtube s uh and it's like chauncey subscribes to locked on blazers it's available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts no but like billups was billups wanted to see sharp on the floor he wanted to see it with his own eyes and make that call once he saw it with his own eyes um he's sharp's game is loud as heck it is so loud the highlights like the bench going nuts is one of the great moments of the blazers season so far uh damian lillard's joy at watching shaden sharp is one of the great moments of the season damian lillard after the game tweeted shaden sharp is special with a little ellipses after it like and shaden sharp is special his game is loud. The man is not particularly loud himself. Uh, if you are uh, sort of deep in the Blazers lore, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you remember that Shaden Sharp rocked me at Media Day. Uh, one of the things I try to do on this podcast is, is get you closer to the team. I think a lot of people can give you the, the you know, nuts and bolts of what happened type of thing. But like I am, I'm lucky enough to be able to go to the home games and be in the locker room and, and ask questions and see what I see. And I, I want to bring you closer to the game. And one of the ways I do that is I, it's like, what are these guys like? What's their personality like? What are they like as people? Um, you know, what are little moments that we don't see that they've seen that they could like help us appreciate them more as humans, appreciate them more as basketball players, have it more fun to be about a fan. So I'm asking Shane Sharp, like, how do you think you stack up against uh, NBA competition? He didn't really understand the question. And I said, are there moments where you've impressed yourself? And he said, yes. I kind of tried it again, tried it again. My questions got progressively worse. His answers got progressively shorter. He rocked me. I got rocked at media day because that's who Shaden Sharp is. He's quiet and shy. So I asked Chauncey Billups after the last game, like, he's so, you know, Sharp's so quiet with us. What's he like, coach? And and uh, Chauncey says that, there is a there is a sly a sly and wry funniness to Shaden Sharp that he'll tell a joke and won't even crack a smile just to see if you get the joke and that uh, he he's a connector and a warm friendly fellow that people want to be around and 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 um, that he is he is a a teammate that people like as a person he has a real gregariousness to him a real warmth to him that that not maybe not all teenagers could have and that is hard to know it is truly. Um, it is, it is every interaction that, 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 at least from what I understand, that, that Portland media has had with him. He is just so shy and so um, so so hard to crack. Uh, I'm not going to spoil his his anecdote, but Jason Quick in The Athletic wrote a great a great story. We had a little nugget about how shy Shaden Sharp is and how sweet he is. Like, he's just a really nice kid. Um, and I say kid, like, I know it's like he's a professional adult playing all these things, but like, he's a teenager playing in a, in a league with... You know, his the best player on his team is is more than a decade older than him. Is thirty is thirteen years older than him and, and Damian Lillard. Like he is a youngster in the locker room for sure. Certainly there's young guys at the end of the bench with a Jabari Walker. So I, I mean kid is like a more comparative than uh, than than uh, as as that felt rude coming out of my mouth and I apologize. Like he's he's young. He is young. Um and and shy and all of those things and still kind of figuring it out. But he is so clearly talented. <laughs> That he is, he is a glimpse of what the future of this franchise can be, and also a useful part of the present. Uh, another little funny anecdote is um, that uh, I am, 
um, after the game, <laughs> determined to learn more about uh, Shaden Sharp and uh, asked Chauncey Billups basically nothing about basketball, but only about what Sharp's like as a as a person. And I ask him like, I'm, you know, kind of doing a, making a little YouTube joke, and he says, "Here, I'll give you one on this. Like, here's here's how you know like Shaden Sharp's funny and all these things, and how I can like get a rise out of him." says, after Shaden Sharp has those two dunks, the Rockets have to take a timeout because the roof has blown off of Moda Center. Now they're playing an open-air basketball game, and they've got to replace the roof and also uh, calm down because Shaden Sharp's dunking everything in sight. So they, they come over to the come over to the bench, and Chauncey Billups says to, to Shaden, like, hey, those dunks reminded me. You looked like a young me out there. You looked like me in high school out there. And Chauncey Billups laughs and says, everybody knows damn well I could never jump like that. Uh, Billups not a leaper, but like that made Shaden Sharp laugh on on the sidelines. And like that's that's kind of the little camaraderie that I hope we can we can see more of. Here's what I really love about watching Shaden Sharp. Here's here's the, like I said, lucky enough to be in the arena and I was watching the heck out of Shaden Sharp. Like I was I was ignoring some of the basketball to watch Shaden Sharp play. I was this was this was a game where I was um singularly focused on the youngster because he was just so darn good. There was a moment in, in the early in the third quarter when Shane Sharp got yanked uh, a little earlier than he had got yanked in the first half. And it comes over and Billups kind of gets, not yells at him, but get talks to him. Like, make sure to say something coming to the bench. And Billups said afterwards that Sharp had missed a rotation uh, and given up, a, given up a drive that led to an offensive rebound. And like, you can't have that, right? Like, he he's, 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 he needs to be held accountable at, at the same level as everyone else. It's not like, oh, you're 19, you'll figure it out. It's like... No, you need to be there. That's your responsibility. If you don't cover, someone else covers. We blow the back side of the of of the coverage. Like, it's the the chain breaks, right? Like, you got to keep you got to keep it together. And um, Bill said, you know, I got to coach him hard. I'm going to coach everybody hard. That's my thing. But I got to coach Shaden Sharp hard because he needs to learn. Uh, this Bill said this after the game. So at the moment, I don't know this. I just know that he's been pulled out. That Sharp's been pulled out and kind of got got a word from the coach. Right? Got coached. So I'm watching him really close when he gets back in the game. There's a moment in the fourth quarter uh, where he is guarding uh, Gary Matthews. Uh, is, that the, is that his name? Yeah, Gary Matthews. Gary, I, I know him as Gary Bird. Shout out to Locked on Rockets. Gary Matthews. Matthews is a shooter. Uh, and when you guard shooters in the NBA, the way it typically works is you what they call top locking, which means that you put your chest towards the baseline and you do not let them get to the top of the key. You lock them away from the top of the key. So you like stay on top of them as opposed to staying between your man and the basket, which is sort of like typical uh, defensive concepts. You stay between your man and the top of the key. You don't let them come up towards the ball because that's, that's what shooters want to do. He's on the wrong side of him. Roy Rogers, Blazers defense, defensive assi- coordinator, assistant coach, defensive coordinator, says, hey, 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 you're supposed to be on the other side. You're supposed to be on the other side. So Sharp jumps to the other side, top locks. That prevents Matthews from easily getting into a screen. It allows Sharp to fight through. He fights all the way through. Um, he, he uh, and and Matthews gets gets the ball at the top of the key because he he's you know moved quickly enough to get free. But but Sharp did his job. Next time down the floor, Sharp does the same thing. But this time he immediately top locks. He immediately gets on top. He knows where he's supposed to be. He fights through two screens. But as the ball swings, he denies that first pass. The ball swings. He takes a half step in. The ball comes back to Matthews and Sharp closes out and fouls him shooting a three pointer. In real time, I'm watching a teenager learn to play NBA defense. What a freaking treat this is. Like you, I talk, I'm a pro, pro joy on this podcast. Talk about holding on to your joy. For me, that's joy. That is so much fun. I'm watching this dude who is effortless and fantastic on offense, who is a pretty good defender when the ball's right in front of him because Sharp is physical and attentive and he wants to play defense. He has the want to factor. 
but he's still learning how to play defense off the ball in the league. That's hard to do. That's the hardest, that's the hardest transition to make is just like, there's a lot of actions and a lot of things and you got to recognize patterns and say, okay, if they do this, they probably want to do this. You got to help. You got to see the ball. You got to find like off ball defense is hard in the league. It's really, really, really hard to be a good help defender young because there's a lot of good shooters. Uh, there's a lot. It's just, it's fast. I'm watching Shaden Sharp guard his guy wrong, make the correction, stay close the first time. The second time when the ball doesn't immediately work the same way, when it's not, when it's not one read, the ball went to the corner and then came back. He's a step off. He's a step late getting there and commits a, a like a legitimately a bad foul. Um, you know, it's the joy of watching Shaden Sharp is you can see the future. You can see the dunks. You can see the mid range game. You can see his ability to get to the rim, his touch around the rim, his, Honestly, just the physicality. Like, he's physically able to score in this league. Um, he's There was a game against Denver last week where he stopped, uh, pivoted inside, and got past Nikola Jokic, like one of the strongest dudes and one of the most underrated defenders in the league. Like, just like he just has the physicality and the touch and the know-how to do it. But watching Shaden Sharp in real time improve and learn and make mistakes and take steps— I love this stuff. I am so darn excited to watch him continue to grow. He is must-see TV because of the highlights, because of the dunks and the sweet-looking three-point stroke, and the just the the in a league full of athletes, the no one else can do this type athleticism. He is must-see TV because you're watching Damian Lillard enjoy something with the fullest extent of his heart. He's must-see TV because he looks like he could be the future of the franchise. He looks not like, I don't know if this is like multi-Hall of Famer, that's not what I'm saying, but Shaden Sharp looks like he could be a star in the NBA because of how far along he is right now, still learning. That's must-see TV. You want to watch it. But also, if you watch close, and if you watch with, and I'm going to continue to do this and try to bring it to you, like I, it's, like I said, like I'm, I want to, I want us all to be able to be, have more fun rooting for this team, so it's one thing I'm absolutely going to try to do. You can watch him learn to play basketball in real time, learn to play NBA basketball in real time. It's a delight. I'm so excited to watch more of it. Um, it's too bad they don't play till Wednesday. I'm ready to watch Shaden Sharp this morning. I'm recording this on a Sunday morning. So like, give me a Shaden Sharp noon tip off. Let's go. I'm ready for it. Uh, I noticed a couple other things. I want to talk about Yusuf Nurkic who had his best game of the season. I want to talk about Amphrey Simons who gets red hot but is missing one element of his game still that would take him from darn good to, to darn great. And Josh Hart is in concussion protocol. We'll talk about all of that to close the show. But we had to go long on Shaden Sharp because he is so dang fun. Join me in the third segment, won't you? Still a pass for his point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. I got all my Shaden Sharp thoughts out. All of the I, I emptied the notebook on Shaden Sharp, and I'm ready for more. I'm ready for more immediately. But this game against the Rockets was about, about more than just Shaden Sharp. Uh, with five minutes left, the Blazers need another ball handler on the floor. They took Shaden Sharp out of the game. It was more notable that Shaden Sharp, if, if Shaden Sharp had closed this game, finishing would have been more notable than starting. But in his first start, he looked ready to go and just fine, if not excellent. Uh, Blazers closed the game with Justice Winslow on the floor. Better ball handler, better defender. Uh, they needed both of those things at the time. Uh, Rockets made an eight-point game with five minutes left. But it would have been wor- it, they would have been closer if it wasn't for Yusuf Nurkic, who had his best game of the season, 27 points, 15 boards on 12 of 17 shooting. There is a tendency when someone does well to say, 
Why don't they do this all the time? I'm not going to do that with Yusuf Nurkic because I think it's unfair to Yusuf Nurkic and unfair to the nature of the NBA, ba- NBA basketball. Yusuf Nurkic was awesome in this game because the Rockets had no one who could guard him. Alperin Shangoon could not guard him. Jabari Smith Jr. could not guard him. Jay Sean Tate could not guard him. Uh, Kenny Martin Jr. could not guard him. Uh, they didn't play Usman Gruba until the end of the game, but like he wouldn't have been able to guard him either. <laughs> Maybe it would have been a better option, but couldn't guard him. Could not guard him. Like, this was a night where Yusuf Nurkic had a sweet matchup. No one who could match his physicality, his strength, and his size. Nobody. Nobody could come close. Nobody could come close to it. And you know what he did? He dominated. That's, the goalposts don't need to move for Nurk. They don't need to move. He's, 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 he struggles with consistency. He has some finishing issues. He has these things that are, that are challenging for him. You don't need to say, okay, you had one game. Where's the next one? You do not need to move them. Keep them where they are. Today or Friday, a couple days ago, Nurk was great on a night where he should have dominated. Dominating, taking care of business and dominating when you're supposed to take care of business and dominate a lesser opponent is so hard to do in the league. Nurk did it. Good job. This was a great Nurk game. Couple couple occasions in the second half, Nurk, Yusuf Nurkic did something that t- teams that fans and media members clamor at him to do a bunch. He dunked, dunked with two hands, and dunked with certainty. Miss me with the if only he dunked all the time. Everyone wants to dunk. There are times when Yusuf Nurkic should take his time and and be uh, more patient around the rim. Chauncey Billups has called it when I've asked him in the past about Nurk playing off two feet. And I think that's a really good way to think about it. When he plays off one foot and little flip shots or jumps off the wrong foot or gets a little hurried so he's not getting his feet set and his balance under him, he looks bad. When he plays off two feet, he can be dominant. But do not get the dunks in this game confused with like Yusuf Nurkic, he could do this all the time stuff. Two of his dunks were once Jay Sean Tate flopped. Yusuf Nurkic looked down at the flop, said, you're on the ground. I'm dunking. The next time, Alperin Shengun flopped. Yusuf Nurkic looked down at the flop and said, shouldn't have done that. I'm dunking. If dudes fall down and get out of his way, he can dunk. That's easy peasy, easy money. You want to see Yusuf Nurkic do that. This was not like a mindset thing. This was a matchup thing. Let's not move the goalposts. Let's congratulate him on taking advantage of a team like the Rockets, missing all of their front court players. They got a bunch of injuries to dudes in the front court who would be playing ahead of ahead of Shangun and they wouldn't have to go super small in that second unit. Like they would have had they would have had, in theory, more answers. Um Bruno Fernando, like, would have would have at least had a a say, I guess, in, in, in whatever it was. But like, it's Yusuf Nurkic had his best game of the season, was awesome, was fantastic. Let's celebrate it. But the idea that he could do this all the time is silly. And anyone selling you that is missing the point. This was Yusuf Nurkic dominating a good matchup. And I think if you're a fan of him, a fan of this team, just say, yes, great job. Next time you have a matchup, you can dominate, go dominate it check the little boxes as I've hit my microphone for the second time. Yusuf Nurkic is making me talk with my hands and I'm smacking the mic. Uh, like have when Nurk plays against teams that are small and can't guard him, he has to play like they are small and he can't guard him. This was a great first night. Absolutely wonderful game from Nurk. Could have had the Schneid Twain impressive performance of the night, but um, he didn't jump to 14 feet in the air and dunk. So he didn't get it. Another thing I want to mention in the, about this, uh, like news notes from this game. Avery Simons went nuts in the second quarter. He had five threes in the second quarter, 17 points. Uh, the Rockets were much more attentive to him in the second half, and it showed one of Ant's weaknesses right now. 
his handle is just not where it needs to be. He does not have his handle is has improved a bunch over the last year, but he's got to tighten up his handle so he can get himself into the paint because like in that second quarter, Ant is so special. Like he's so good on offense, but he's hitting all pull up threes, right? Like uh, of his five threes, three of them came off the dribble. Two of them were relocation threes. Nice pass, Josh Hart. Uh, but like he, um, he, he, he comes off pick and rolls and raises up effortlessly and they swish and he is so smooth and it looks so clean coming out of his hand. Like dude is a shooter's shooter. Um, kind of like a funky base, funky, uh, arm angle on his release, but it looks so clean coming out of his hands and he's great at it. Great at it. A great shooter. And he scored 30 points in this game. And I think he left some stuff on the table because in the second half, he didn't, he just didn't get into the paint. He didn't look to get inside half court and or inside the three point line inside the arc. And some of it was because, Kevin Porter Jr. was really aggressive with him away from the rim and looking to poke the ball away. And the Rockets were really attentive to Ant because he had burned them to the ground with 23 points in the first half. Um, and so they were just, they were much more aggressive on on not letting him get into clean three-point looks. And I think his handle held him back a little bit in this game. I, I, just like his ability to get into the paint. He only took five threes in this, five, excuse me, five two-pointers in this game. He was seven to 15 from three and three of five from inside the arc. Uh, one of those... Uh, two pointers was an alley oop fast break dunk. I don't think we can really count that. And the other four are, are are various levels of driving layups. He had a he had a he had a and one late in the game when he got around a, a pick and roll, went to the rim, saw Shangun. Alfred Shangun is not a shot blocker. He's got slow feet. He's 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 better on the other side of the court. Take advantage of him on defense. And Ant did. He finally got himself into the paint and got downhill. That was like with four minutes left in the in the game. It took him. 20 minutes in the second half to really start attacking the rim. Uh, some of that is just mindset stuff. Some of that is like what the defense was was doing. And, uh, you know, they closed the, the end of the third quarter strong. It's like, whatever. They're up 16 in the fourth. But it, when the game was on the line, Ants certainly not. Like, it wasn't in the balance. But they needed some points to, to close this one out. And Nurks, or, and Ant started to attack. And you want, you want to see that. Um, it just... The difference in him being a like a really, really, really good offensive player, which he already is right now today, and being a star, like being a all-star and and like a, a dude who can be a multi-time all-star type of guy, is his is his ability to get into the to the lane. Ant has great touch going to his right hand. He can do it. He just needs to his handle needs to come along with the rest of his game and he needs to continue to be uh, in that mode, that downhill mode. Like he's got to think like, okay, uh, now that I've hit seven three-pointers and they can't guard me out here, I'm going to get attention at 30 feet. Now I'm going to turn the corner and get to the rim. Um, he's a good passer on the move. Like he can, he he has all of the tools to get there except for the handle. If the handle catches up with the rest of his game, Ant goes from, he's already one of the best offensive players in the league. Let me be clear. I'll say it again. He's already one of the best offensive players in the league, but it's that step forward. Is that step forward to like true superstardom is the handle. That's that, that part of his game is what's going to determine what's next. Okay. A little bit of news before we get out of here. Josh Hart is in the concussion protocols. Um, with about four minutes left, just under four minutes left in the second quarter, Josh Hart drove uh, on the left side and got fouled and clanked his head on the floor when he landed immediately immediately i watched him sitting there watching the watching and from where we sit we're looking directly at the bench from media row jessica cohen blazers uh blazers like head trainer immediately says to scott brooks that looks bad we need to do something about that um and uh at the free throw line josh hart was like blinking a little bit and rolling his head like he clearly had bonked his head right like the NBA needs like a better rule where they can just say, hey, 
you know, whatever, blue light, sorry, we got to take a, he's got to come out and like do some sort of eval in the back. Players are not going to want to do that. When they, when there was a stoppage, maybe a minute later, Josh Hart went to the bench and on the bench, Jessica Cohen is looking at the video on, on her iPad. She's showing it to Jeff Clark, another uh, member of the Blazers health and performance staff. Uh, they're showing it to Scotty Brooks. Uh, Jeff Clark goes and talks to Josh Hart. And you know what Josh Hart does? He's a, he's a competitor. He says, nah, I'm fine. I'm good, baby. Like, don't worry about me. I'm good. I didn't even, my head on the ground. Yeah, I didn't have, I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, remained in the game, played a little bit longer in the second half. He, um, it is what it is. Like that, the MB, that's not a Blazers thing. It's an NBA thing. Then he goes into proto, concussion protocol afterwards. Like he, he, who knows the details on it. Maybe they just decided that he needs to go through the the checklist, or maybe he said, "Hey, I have a headache today because I smashed my head on the ground." And and then you got to go through the protocol. Uh, Blazers don't play again until Wednesday, so it means that he's got to pass checks on Monday and Tuesday and be cleared to go. And we'll see. But like. It was clear when it happened watching that he had just bonked his head. And it was clear when it happened that when he bonked his head that the team was aware of it and worried about it. And yet he still played more NBA basketball. They gotta, the league has to figure that out. I don't think it's not a Blazer problem necessarily. Certainly not a Jessica Cohen problem. Um, maybe a Scotty Brooks problem? Hard to say. But like uh, the league has to figure out a way to protect players. That's, like it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Head stuff's dangerous. You want, you want guys, you want people to play. Um, and players are never going to self-report because they're the most competitive people on earth. Like that's how it works. So uh, Josh Hart, there's no necessary timeline. It's just checks. It's when he can hit the checklist. So Hart could play Wednesday against uh, Memphis. We will update you throughout. I will update you throughout the week on, on what the deal is with Josh Hart. But uh, that was the moment just under four minutes left in the second quarter when that happened. All right. That's today's show. Shaden Sharp got me talking long. We had a long show today. Excited about Shaden Sharp. Uh, nice game from Ants. Nice game from Nurk. Uh, it's onward from here. Uh, some off days ahead of this. We'll probably mix in a mailbag day coming up here. Uh, that will probably be on uh, two. That will be. Tuesday's show for so look for that. Um, either send me a mailbag question to my email lockdownblazerspod at gmail.com or, or follow me on Twitter. Look for a tweet. Probably Monday evening is when I'll send that out asking for it. that's Halloween evening on October 31st. You're listening to Monday, October 31st show. That means we've got a show Tuesday. We got a show Wednesday. The Blazers play Wednesday. Thursday show will be a recap of that show. And then they go on a road trip beginning um, on Friday in in Phoenix with a couple games in Phoenix. We'll preview that road trip and Friday show. That's five days a week. Available on all platforms, free wherever you get podcasts, and also on YouTube, the only Daily Trailblazers podcast, so why not rock with it and make your first listen every day? Make your second listen, Locked on Sports Today. It's the biggest news from the biggest from the biggest games across all of sports in a 22-minute format. There are more sports than you can watch, so Peter Bukowski over at Locked on Sports Today gets you up to date on the biggest stories the way that only Locked on can with the experts that cover the teams closely. Go check that out. Available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.